Welcome to a fabulous episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and sitting across from me on mic number three is your host, Matt Burt. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. And before we dive into a lot of sports talk here, I do want to mention our upcoming guest for next week is uh, Chris Collins and Marissa from the Chris Collins Show. They do their show every Friday on 88.1 FM in Long Beach, 10 to 11, 22 West Media. They will be in studio next week on our show. Show at 8 a.m. And their show is about, based on your generation, the millennial generation, and entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurs are the millennials that are getting started in the workforce. I can ask him about my business idea. Absolutely. I asked it with Ash, but I, and I asked it with Ryan Foley, but I don't know how practical it is. Ash Kamara, yes. We've got a show here about entrepreneurship. Yes. This is actually pretty good. I, I, oh, it's a great show. Yeah, I did a review of his. He was, he was good. He is very intelligent when it comes to entrepreneurship. Let me tell you that much. Indeed. You know, I always like dip in on the show and just try to pick up a few little tips here and there, just, just with us, because everything's changing so fast, and especially for my generation, I need to be up to speed on the millennial generation and Generation <laughs> Z coming up right behind it, get involved in this technology. Chris Collins, he just started doing a live feed on his show, and something that you and I are going to be doing here. That's good. Once I, I like learn how to do it. <laughs> now that I got the new phone, I got the new $1,000 S10 phone. Uh, we could do anything with it, right? We, we could. <laughs> we could. We could do it right now if you want. Yeah. All right. Uh, DJ Raff on Sunday nights here who has a fabulous show. And he has like some world-class DJs that come across from all over the world from Sundays from 6 to 8. He actually uh, does a live video feed on his show, too, which is his show is amazing. If you want some good electronical and musical entertainment, some of your top DJs around the world, some of the underground DJs that are driving up, that's the show to listen to. Anyway, Chris Collins will be joining us next week. I know it's been NCAA action going on over the weekend, and I, I, there's a few games I want to touch up on, but more importantly, let's start with UCI. First yeah. of all, I want to give them a round of applause for a fabulous season this this has been a record-breaking season. They fought really hard. I love the way this team plays. They play with passion. They stick with the system. Yes, they just came up short against Oregon, but we're going to break it down. We'll break we're going to break it down. I, th- I think they came up against a team that, looking at it, I'd rather have them played Wisconsin because all year, the ability that athletic people have had problems with UCI, like we have really trouble guarding super athletes, if that makes sense. I mean, we are really Utah good State. defensively. Yep. Utah State. There's some really good athletes out there. Long Beach State, Booker. Booker is an incredible athlete. Up against Wooten. Wooten. Yes. God. He certainly had some springs, didn't I, he? I, I, he has some springs. That's what I'm saying. It's like people like that. UCI has a tough time guarding. It's how the roster is constructed. And I was almost rooting for us to play Wisconsin because we would have had a better matchup in Wisconsin. I think we would have had a, a much different game because for us to guard Peyton Pritchard, Roderick Cartwright did an unbelievable job guarding him. His tenacity. I, I just love the way he plays the game. Yeah, he, he plays it so well, but the problem is is that if someone gets hot, it doesn't matter if you have a hand in their face. They just they make shots, and he had an excellent game. Both sides of the ball, Cartwright and Pritchard had an awesome game. And I, I literally, you know, it's sad to see it come to an end. And it's sad to see it come to an end in this way. But it's good. We saw a little fight at the end. But they, you could tell they got tired. Of, you know, Chris Weber, who was calling the games, knew they were getting tired. and It took a lot of energy. Well, obviously, the first half, they got down because of Oregon's speed and quickness. and First half, they did not play it well at all, really. Yeah. The end, 23 the, points at half. That's just yeah. very low. It reminds me of that Butler game. But the way they came out in the second half, they expended a lot of energy. They 
they actually mm-hmm. took the lead. For a little and they bit. played really well for the first 10 minutes. They got gassed, and Oregon took advantage of it because that score doesn't reflect because it was a pretty tight game up until about five minutes to go, and that's when Oregon really blew it open. And then they hit like three straight three-pointers and just blew it into double digits. But overall, this has just been such a great season for UCI basketball. And here's a positive note. Only Robert Cartwright and Jonathan Galloway are graduated. They're moving on. Everybody else is coming back. Yeah. Everybody else got a taste of what it's like to win in the NCAA tournament, winning a tough game, and then losing a tough game. They're going to remember this, and they're going to be even more hungry next year. And then whoever else coach recruits, because he's built a really nice program here, and it's only going to get better and better and better. Oh, for sure. And I hope that coach goes after some of the local talent here because we have some really good basketball players and we can now and honestly I, I have to give my dad credit for this but they're the best California basketball team a college basketball team true they went the furthest out of any other college, uh, California school so that's something to hang your hat on an overall great season a historic season in general I think that he needs to go after some of these local kids there's some really good local talent here that we, we have in this OC region and I I think it's the kids seeing or UC Irvine doing well in the tournament, being on national TV, having that exposure is going to help them going forward. And how sweet it is to win with UC Irvine. Yeah. It just makes it all the better that it's a small Division One school and then you have success in the NCAA tournament. I mean, my goodness. What a greater feeling than that. And anyone, if your goal is to go to the NBA, it doesn't matter where you go. Look at the number three pick in the nation or the number three pick potentially even number two or one, depending upon who gets the first pick. Ja Morat, he played for Murray State. Where is Murray State on a map? I yeah, can't yeah. tell you. Where They're is talking Murray like State? he's a top two, going to be a top two pick now. At the beginning of the year, people were like, oh, he'll probably be a first round pick. And he played so well that he is now in the conversation of having a one or two pick. And that's incredible. So it, it, all the kids out there, it doesn't matter where you go. There's kids that go to community college that end up becoming professional athletes all across the board. You just just have to look at an opportunity to shine. And, and the beautiful thing about UC Irvine is that you're going to get a phenomenal education. Yeah. And you're with a great basketball program, a great coaching staff all the way through. And I got to talk to some of the assistant coaches at the media day last week. And what a great conversation we had. And I just really enjoy the brand of basketball that they've been playing and what has been built. And it's only going to get better from here. That's the beautiful thing about it. I think that they just need one of those super athletes so that we can guard True. someone. I think if we get a super athlete on this UCI squad that's going to game change. And- yeah, it's tough because, you know, get back to the game. Peyton Pritchard hit 18 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal to only 1 turnover. I think he's really good. Robert Cartwright did everything he could. Yeah. He played as, as good a defense as you can play against him. If you take a step back shot from an NBA 3-point range... And you've ran literally like, I think Cartwright on a couple of those plays literally ran over, it had to have been over 180 feet in length if you kept like measuring it, right? He's running an entire football field. And then Amin, just his energy coming off the bench and just doing the the hustle plays, diving for loose balls, forcing turnovers. He had three steals. And like you said, Matt, he was four for four from three-point land. Crazy. He had an inspired game for sure for some reason. I don't know. I've never heard of that kid, but now I do. I know who Amin is. And get this. Oregon faced some adversity because in the ninth game of the season, Bull 
Bull Bull, which is yeah. Manute Bull's son, seven foot two inches, seven foot two inches. He's a big guy, but he's got such nice finesse. The offense was built around him. So when he went down with that catastrophic injury that cost him the season, a foot injury, they had to reinvent themselves. And that's why Oregon struggled because, you know, they were 24 and 12 going into this game. They did. They found a way and they've won their last nine games in a row or, you know, whatever it was. And now they're kind of peaking at the right time. But it's like you said, Matt, they do got some athletes on that team. Wooten. Now, Tom would argue, and I agree, I think half of those blocks that he had were gold tens because you can see the ball was starting to come back down, but it was so close, officials just were missing it. And it kind of killed some of the momentum for UCI because UCI needed every little piece of momentum they could get. It's hard to just hang your hat on on that because, I mean... No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that's the yeah. reason why they lost. I'm just saying it's just so tough. But, I mean, I, I was giving credit to Oregon, how they yeah. were resilient, how they came back around and had this nice run and these superb athletes. I mean, you know, give Wooten credit. I mean, he had seven blocks in a game, but Pretty incredible. Probably, probably three of those were goal 10, but it doesn't matter. He's getting up there and he's challenging those shots, and that's what you want from your big man. Get up there and challenge it. Who cares if you get the goal 10 or not? The fact is, you're letting the other team know, like, you're coming inside, I'm swatting you. Yeah. It, Make you think about driving inside. Well, that's all I'm saying. Let's <laughs> not forget that even with uh, with Bobo, at the very beginning of the season, what was Oregon ranked? At the very beginning of the preseason, I believe that they were ranked 10 yeah, in the they, nation. They, they were yeah. the, the they were pri- a top 10 team. They were the biggest team in the Pac-12. And then Bull Bull gets hurt, and then they go on this little spell. They still have the same players of that 10 team besides Bull Bull, obviously. They still have the same players that caused them to be this good. When you're a top 10 team, you have more than just one player that's really good. Because if that was the case, Murray State would be in the top 10, right? So I think Wooten is really good, and he did an phenomenal job against Wisconsin, too. I think he had six blocks in that game. And this season, he led the Pac-12 with an average of 2.3 blocks. You get a couple of those blocks a game, it makes the guards think twice about driving in. Cartwright had some really nice drives in, and he threw up as high as he could, and he just went up at the elevator and swatted away. I know. It's crazy. So he had 2.2 blocks this season per game. That is a guy that plays really well on defense, and we preach defense left and Right, right. You have to give UCI credit, though. Coming out in the second half for that first seven oh, minutes, the defense was just perfect. They had it set up just nice where Cartwright just stayed on Pritchard. Then they forced him right into the teeth of the defense where there's nowhere for him to go. They just collapsed on him. You do get tired, and you start reaching for the bench, and you could tell they just started to slow down a little bit, and that's how Oregon ended up taking advantage of that in the end. But I give UCI credit. I mean, they you know, showed a lot of tenacity. They really fought hard. Yes, a lot of easy baskets weren't, didn't go in for them. There was, there was other opportunities where they had nice, you know, right there on the basket, blown layups. Elston Jones had a few fumbles there, and yeah, it happens. Yeah, He's got to clean up the turnovers. They had 15 turnovers. Oregon only had seven. You know, if Oregon, I think it's more of Oregon just shot the ball well. Yeah. I don't think it. 13 of 25 from three-point land. That's yeah, 52%. Yes. Yeah, UCI so, shot 5 of 18 from three-point land. That's about 28%. Right. So we went to the entire season. I said, UCI will win a lot of basketball games if they shoot right around 50%. They could shoot in the high 40s, you know, and shoot 75% from the free throw line. Right. 
right? So that's what Oregon did. They Oregon shot, sh- shot only 46% from the field, but 52% from three-point land. Right. They were just on fire. They were, yeah, 52 from, yeah. but they also shot 75% yeah. from the free throw line, which they made six of eight. Yeah. And you Their, their three-pointers were more than half of their uh, points, total points scored. That's true. Going forward, UCI is a good basketball program. Great basketball program. And it needs to be area. recognized yes. that this area, like, they have a, a school that's in between UCLA and San Diego State that has some good basketball. How far is Newport Beach from here? Not far. Five miles, I, if that? I, yeah. Hello? I, you're right next to the one of the finest beaches in Orange County, Newport Beach, Crystal Cove, Laguna Beach. You get a phenomenal education here. And there's so many great things going on here at UCI. Yeah, we're talking about basketball now because that's the most recent big news. Yeah, and the ladies' basketball program is just up and up. I mean, they've won 20 games, and they're only going to get better and better and better so all the way around. The volleyball teams are great. The water polo team's kicking butt right now. There's a lot of things to look yeah. forward to, that's for sure. At the end of the day, when you think about it, what do other college basketball teams, players, kind of what kind of education do they get? What majors are they having, right? And that's that's kind of like a thing. It's like the people get judged on the majors. Are like, oh my god, you're a you're a I don't know. I don't want to bash other majors or anything. But we have engineers on this team. Tommy Rutherford, right? Civil engineer. Civil engineer. We got public. Def- like we got a uh, Jonathan Galloway got a degree in criminology. Criminology. That's some pretty hard majors. That's not yes. easy. Those aren't easy majors. And I, I think student athlete really applies to UCI for sure. Exactly. You're getting a four year degree you're getting a full education and that's what's i think it's more important than anything else it's great to play team sports because you really learn how to play together play as a team because wherever you go in life whatever job you may have you're working for a company i mean it's always be a great team player and and there's so many levels to that having an education really really important now getting to the ncaa there was a heartbreaker i mean my heart even ached for university central florida versus duke did you get a chance to watch that game matt i watched the very ending of it yeah Yeah. that's where it happened Yeah. I mean, they played so well. Taco Fall, wow, seven foot six, and he played well. They were driving right into his body, and and a few times they got the foul call, but other times he stood his ground against Zion Williamson. Williamson tried to take it in and on him, and he blocked his shot. Taco's the real deal. He yeah. can play this game. He can, and we've always kind of knew this about Taco. Is he has good footwork. Exactly, he's more than just a big body, and he's going to play in the next level for sure. I don't know where he's going to get drafted or where he's going to go. I don't think he's a first round pick because the new style of NBA exactly that's what I'm saying yeah the new style NBA it kind of takes the big guy out of it yeah he'll be like that Andrew Bogut played 10 minutes per half yeah and that's fine and And that's enough just to slow teams down that's great to have and I think in general it's like you need a defensive stopper well let's put the seven six guy out there whose arms almost extend all the way out to the rim if you need a defensive stop right like last seconds of the game put a taco fall and just stick him in the middle Everyone's going to shoot it from the perimeter if that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, UCF, they had a chance to win. Let's pay it the last minute of the game in a sense of where Zion Williamson made a basket and got fouled. He missed a free throw. No one boxed out R.J. Barrett. He comes up with a game-winning play. He grabs the offensive rebound and put back, and that put Duke up 77-76. to 76. And with, what, about eight seconds ago, UCF had a chance to win. They had a good shot, that driving lay-in. They missed. They got the offensive rebound, couldn't put it back in, and that was it. That was game. That was, game, that was such yeah. a heartbreaker. I, my heart ached more for them than it did for UCI. Granted, UCI had the right game 
game plan, the mentality to win the game. They just came up short. They're going to be back next year. They're going to be back stronger. But UCF really had Duke. They had them. They had had that game. They did, and UCF is a good basketball team. Duke going forward, I mean, that is the the school that's kind of, you know, everyone was the very popular, it was the sexy pick, right? Duke winning the national championship. It's Ion Williamson. Oh, yeah. Going forward, does Duke look a little bit kind of like prone to losing? You know, is it in the foregone conclusion that Duke is going to go all the way? Well, let's see. They got to play Virginia Tech next. And then they, if they take care of Virginia Tech, then they would have to play the winner of LSU versus Michigan State. I still like this Michigan State team. I th- I like this Michigan State team, Either too. or. You know, either or. That's true. LSU is good. I mean, don't look past Virginia Tech, either. Virginia Tech is has a team that is very well-constructed. They're well-coached. I like this Virginia Tech team. Do I like them enough to beat Duke? I don't know. That's way too early to say. Like, it's too early in the morning for me to give you a prediction. It's just like trying to predict the stock market. Exactly. It's going to be a great matchup. LSU versus Michigan State. I mean, look at these Sweet 16 matchups. And then you got Gonzaga versus Florida State. I really like Florida State. I really like Florida State. I have that. I think that they are a Final Four team. I have them in the Elite Eight, but I have them losing to Michigan. If you told me, was one of the teams that has the athletes to beat Duke? I'd say Florida State is one of those teams. They got some length. I think LSU can beat them as well. LSU is another one of those teams as well. Look at their situation with their coach suspended indefinitely over some very small little sentences as are on wiretaps. I don't know what's going on with that whole investigation. That's I just a whole nother ball game. I didn't want to you really get into all that. I've been kind of following that. But I like but also too, a year ago they lost a player that was murdered. I know. Yeah. So they've come back. You talk about resiliency and really playing for each other. This team has been resilient. They've really been playing for each other. And even when they're down like UCI, they find a way to win a game. LSU is playing with house money and that's one of my favorite plays is it's like they realistically a lot of people did not think LSU were gonna get this far they thought they were a very popular one and done pick right first round exit lose to Yale I, I mean like let's be real their coach is not there they just got their best player back, luckily, right before the tournament. They have all these off-court issues, and you'd, you'd think that it would affect their play. So I think that they're playing with house money here. They really didn't weren't meant to make it this far. However, they have a very tough matchup in Michigan State. It's yes, a very, very tough matchup. Do I think Michigan State wins easily? No, not by any means. LSU has some really great athletes, and if there's a team that can match a Michigan State in terms of athletes, it's LSU. It comes down to X's and O's, and who's better than Tom Izzo? No, I mean, that's no. really that's really when you want to have Coach Wade in there. I mean, I'm not knocking the assistant coach that's taken over. We'll see. It comes down to the players executing those plays and making plays, and we'll see. But it's going to be a great matchup. That's why we love NCAA basketball especially yeah. this tournament. It's just the, it's the best in the world. You got the 16 best teams left. In the nation, yeah. Yes. Oregon, the best 16. Yeah. Still and you can still say me. UCI is a top 25 team because they made it to the round of 32. Yeah. And nearly made it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, they're definitely top 32 for sure. Indeed. Oregon shouldn't have been a 12 seed. I don't think Washington, who ended up losing, got blown out pretty good. I believe against Kentucky. They shouldn't have been a 9 seed to begin with. And I think ASU was better than advertised. I think the Pac-12 kind of got underrepresented. And that's fine. You know, it's it's really is fine to look at the bracket and say, oh, this team is better than... But I really think this Oregon team is not a 12 seed. I really think that... No, they're, sh- they're ranked, you know... 
Tenth in the nation the start of the year. I, I think they're still they are a top twenty team for sure. I think that they they at least should have been a seven. I mean, they, I think they are similar to Wolford in how they play, but they're more athletic than Wolford. And Wolford was a seven seed, and they have really great three points. But you know, when they went on that skid, I think that's what kind of hurt them. Yeah, they lost I'm some sure to did. some quality opponents. It happens. Yeah, it happens, but still a 12 hey, seed. Hey, they're not complaining. They're in a sweet 16, and yeah. they're playing probably the weakest of the teams, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> Who would win out of Tennessee and Purdue? Look, Dude, I, would, would you I, give Tennessee, it to Tennessee? Yeah. Tennessee. I mean, so. the only thing that I can see is if Carson Edwards scores like 36 points or 30 points or whatever he did. Because Tennessee was the number one team in the nation for, for some time this year. That's a team that's could be a force to be reckoned with when they're on. Woo, they're tough to beat. T- Tennessee is one of those teams that loves playing together. Yeah. They love playing together. And then late game situations, I watched them play Auburn, and they did not have it going. Offensively, they did not have it going. And they still found a way to make it a close game and make it interesting. I look at this Tennessee team, and I look at the chemistry that they have, and I look at all the intangibles, and I say, that's a Final Four team. They're full strength. They're just really good. Admiral Schofield can yeah. play offense. That's for sure. Yeah. That guy is good. They'll definitely uh, crack Oregon's pressure defense. Yeah, maybe. Like you said they have the offensive firepower, but they can certainly play good defense. But very well, Virginia could hold this. Oregon could not shoot the ball well one game, and they're out. Like, I think they just yeah. shot the ball well against UCI, and they that's why they went yeah. on. And I think they shot the ball well against Wisconsin. I, I need to look up that game stats. I didn't look up that, but I'm sure that if they don't shoot the ball well from three-point, they're going home. And yeah. they, this Virginia That was team, over half their points That right was there. half their points, yeah. correct. And this Virginia team is known is well known for holding opponents in the 40s. And then they had a game that the final score was like 47 to 43. Yeah. This Virginia team is really good at defense and this Oregon team is really good at defense. It's so. going to be a great matchup, but there's other matchups too. You got a historic matchup here, North Carolina versus Auburn. I, Auburn's a surprise Sweet 16. Actually, I had them in a Sweet 16. Yeah, Auburn is one of those teams that still needs to shoot well from 3 as well. They're um, going to have a tough match against North Carolina. North Carolina is so well balanced. I mean, obviously they're a number 1 seed. I think North Carolina Edges them out, but I gotta give props to the city of Houston. Houston has not seen a Sweet 16 since the Thigh Slamma Jamma era, which featured Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon, just to name a few. Tom knows who that is because that's the team that NC State beat in the finals in New Mexico back in 1983. One of the greatest Cinderella runs, yeah, in NCAA history. And I think they're good too. And I think they are very good. good. And I think they could beat a Kentucky team because they're just inconsistent. They're they're up and down. And yeah, they they squeak their way into the Sweet 16. Kentucky's got to play a, a solid game. And Houston, they're just a solid team. They've only lost three times this year. You know, I think Houston is a good team. And I think Kentucky is inconsistent. But, boy, it's really tough for me to go out on a limb and say Kentucky's going to win this game because Houston is that good. Like I Houston actually have Houston. That good. Yeah. And I think Houston yeah. does end up winning that game. We haven't seen really that many upsets. If you pick favorites, you're doing well in your packet. And that hardly ever happens. I think there's one person out there that, that picked all 48 games right in the first round, the yeah. first two rounds. But I saw who his champion is, and that's tough for me to well, what's who's his champion? Virginia as yeah. his champion. It's tough for me to say that I'll be the yeah. perfect. Just packet. because you got the first two rounds right, which is uh, 48 Pretty. of the 63 games that are played. 
Look, if you got, it gets harder when you get to the Sweet 16. Believe me. If you worked <laughs> for Warren Buffett's company and you got all the picks correct all the way through the Sweet 16, he'd give you a million dollars. To the Sweet 16? Yeah, through the Sweet 16. I think we're working for the wrong people. Yep. Yeah. Warren Buffett, call me. I'll drop you my resume. <laughs> Don't think I'd ever thought I'd say that on the radio, but I did. Anyways, I think this bracket is shaping up pretty well. It, if you told me Houston could win the national championship, all of these teams I can see winning the national championship. Duke I can see. Michigan State I can see. So in some weird way I can see Virginia just playing really good at defense and not I scoring mean, you, the ball. Yeah, you got the say. final 16 teams, and there's definitely at least six of those teams that you can see winning it all. Virginia has a salty taste in their mouth after last year losing to a 16 seed. Yeah. They could, they're could. they another one of those teams that you don't want to play. It's going to be another fun weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All right. We got some great <laughs> matchups. But real quick, I gave a shout-out to the UCI men's baseball team. They're, they're yeah, playing tonight to. against San Diego here at the Bren Center at 6 p.m., but they are riding a seven-game winning streak. That's good because they're 15-4 and four in non-conference play, which is huge, is why they're ranked 19th in the nation. And then Friday starts Big West Conference play, and they're going to Hawaii for three games. How about that? Hey, let's go do a weekend in Hawaii. <laughs> this is probably a great time of year to go to Hawaii. Oh, it's beautiful there, yeah. Yeah. The UCI men's baseball team. You could catch them down here at 6 p.m. at the brand. You could sit on the grass. You can bring In-N-Out in. There you Tell go. Tell me you don't want an In-N-Out burger while watching some baseball. In-N-Out, if you're old enough, right? You can drink. They have yeah, beer. Yeah, don't they, they sell beer? I'm not sure about beer. I've never yeah. gotten a beer at that ballpark, but yeah. I'm sure you could sneak one in. Not condoned. We The Board of Regents does not condone what I just said. That's for sure. <laughs> UCI going to play Hawaii. Do they start big conference play? Yeah, big Friday. Play? Friday oh, starts Friday. big conference. What Tonight's the last great, night. They're playing San Diego. What a great way to start yeah. the conference is go, yeah. going to Hawaii and you know playing a couple of baseball and then going to the beach and then hanging out. Luau. I don't know. That seems like a pretty cool division to play in, that's for sure. I, yes, it I think is. you were blessed to play in the Big West, those players. For Check sure. that schedule. I think they're playing Long Beach after that the following weekend. And the irony of that, that we have Chris Collins coming in from the Long Beach radio station, 88.1 FM up in there in Long Beach. <laughs> we do. We have it then following Friday. Ah, look at that. We could poke fun at him. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get him charged up after we uh, have a fun show. Yeah. <laughs> and those are all at UCI. If so, if you want to see these number nineteen in the nation and and rising. rising. Anteaters are going to come back home on April 5th. That's a Friday at 6 p.m. Or if you don't want to leave your house, it's on ESPN3. You can watch some baseball. I know it's like early, but you're like, March? Baseball? No way. It's on ESPN3? Well, you got Major League Opening Day coming up this Thursday. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, now it's baseball season? This is crazy. crazy. This year goes by fast. It's the one day that it's a holiday in Cincinnati, opening day. It's, it's crazy. Like, they have a... It's all day festivities. The city shuts down. Nobody goes to work. It's a big parade in the morning. They got festivities going on all day long. By the time the game starts, that's why the Reds always tend to have a slight losing record in history <laughs> because of all the festivities. Opening days, it's a big thing there. It's a big thing in that city. It's been rich history. It's been 100 years plus they've been doing this. And this game's going strong. I mean, look at the contracts that are being handed out these days. Baseball, Major League Baseball is doing extremely well, ladies and gentlemen. 430 million dollars well. That news broke right here at KCI 88.9 
99.9 FM in Irvine on Sports Matters. Well, I think the, the more fun game, and if you get the chance, go up to UCLA and go check out their ballpark, Jackie Robinson Stadium, and that will be on April 9th, a Tuesday. Oh, it's my birthday. How about that? Two weeks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They play the number two team in the nation, UCLA. Ooh. That'll be a good game for sure. So I think these, these Anteaters are going to have some pretty good opponents to play pretty soon. So go check them out, Long Beach State. They play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 5th, 6th, and 7th. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Sports Matters. Like I said, Chris Collins will be joining us next week. But you can reach our podcast. Go to KCI.org. Click on Tuesday Schedule. Sports Matters is the name of the show, and you'll have a choice to go to TuneIn or SoundCloud. Either way, both the podcasts will be on both those uh, feeds. Until then, all sports matters. I love your grandma.